Du lyssnar till en intervju från Ingenjörsdagen den 21 september i Malmö. Samtalet har rubriken AI and Automation in the Train Industry, Today and in the Future. Med Per Sike, Head of Sales, Devo Team och är på engelska. Värd för intervjun är Anna Leijon, Engineer, Tech Creator and Podcast Host, Techskaparna. Leon and uh, I'm an engineer from KTH in Stockholm and I'm here uh, representing my podcast called uh, Techskaparna. That's why I'm also interviewing you because in my podcast I'm interviewing a lot of interesting cool tech people. That's why I am here. But with me today we have Per Sika and you are the head of sales of uh, DevoTeam, correct? It's uh, semi-correct. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I have a new title from yesterday. Um, oh. Tech evangelist. Ooh, fancy title. Don't ask me what it is. <laughs> All of these buzzwords in tech, you know, they never stop coming. But so great to have you with us. Uh, and we are going to talk about a very cool project that you and the Devo team have built together. Uh, so uh, now we're in actually the train traffic industry and you built a maintenance platform, as I understand it, for a company called Alstom or previously Bombardier. So tell me more about, about this platform. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Um, let's start with the problem. I don't know if you've ever experienced train delays. Yes. I mean, it could be <laughs> just a few minutes or maybe the train won't come at all. So anyway, it's a huge problem. And it's not only a frustration that seems to consume a lot of people, but it's also a, a substantial cost. I mean, we're losing millions or, or even more every year in Sweden because of train delays. So that's the problem. The cause, many different uh, reasons why we have delays. But one of the most uh, important factors is broken or malfunctioning uh, infrastructure, like uh, train switches. Mm. That's the cause of, of train delays. And the solution? predictive maintenance using machine learning. Mm. And that's the system we built for uh, Alstrom, DevTeam and Alstrom together. And it's quite easy. Um, we've uh, deployed sensors along uh, a part of the train, uh, train uh, um, network, mm. the train track in Sweden. And it's between Gothenburg and Allingsås, I think. Mm. And we have uh, multiple sensors along the way uh, that can measure like temperature, um, friction, how long time it takes to actually make the switch. Mm. And based on that, we can alert like an administrator saying that this part of the, the railroad is probably going to break. Mm. And so we build a, not only the predictive maintenance system, but also an entire case handling system. So you, can, you will get an alert on a web-based uh, interface mm. or in your mobile phone that you can then you can forward it to a subcontractor or mm. someone who's responsible for that part of the track. Mm. So it's not only predict, predictive maintenance, it's a full-scale uh, management system, uh, mm. workflow system. Mm. So that's what we've been building. Um, it's still in, uh, still prototyping, we're still trying it out. Mm. So it's not available in all of Sweden, mm. but so far it looks good. So cool. I can tell for myself, I've been, uh, like, and my friends, everybody has heard about the train that's been delayed, right? Uh, it happens all the time. If it feels horrible, it's so frustrating. Good news that uh, you might be able to help uh, preventing some or maybe even 
most parts of, of these problems and uh, and make uh, the train safer and more uh, reliable, basically. Uh, if we dig into the details a little bit more, uh, I mean, as uh, engineers are, are all about the nerdy details. So tell me more about the tech stack and the techniques that you have made when you built this and, and why did you make them? Sure. So um, I mean, we could jump right into machine learning, but I think that would be a mistake because it starts much earlier than that. So looking at the IoT sensors, that's probably where it starts because we need to collect data. So the first choice is, do you want to um, buy sensors or do you want to build them? And that's for a prototype project like this, building your own is within range, like within budget. But if we're successful and we have to deploy IoT sensors along the, the train track in all of Sweden, the sensors need to be like, long-lasting, but also extremely inexpensive. Mm. But we made the decision, we're not hardware manufacturers at all, so, but we made the decision to build them. Yourself? Yes, but another mm. company. So mm. they're custom-made for this. And that's a choice I think is, we don't know, but mm. I think the choice is good because we need very specialized data. If we were to build or buy uh, sensors, then we don't know what kind of quality. We don't mm. own all of the infrastructure, like we're depending on, on, on another company. So I think that's a good choice. So that's where it starts. Mm. And then we need um, something trivial, like the user interface. Mm. I mean, you can say that machine learning is the important part here, but I would argue the opposite. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good machine learning we have, unless uh, if we don't have an intuitive user interface, then mm. no one's going to use it. Mm. So we spent, I would say... I mean, almost as much time on the service design, making it available, like the clone experience. Easy to use, um, intuitive. Mm. And that's another choice you have to make because it's so easy just to skip the, the first part with the service design, making the, the use experience. But we didn't. We spent a lot of time there. Interesting. And then the machine learning part. Um, we can go into that in, in, later in the, in, the, in the Indian view, but we made some, some choices. Um, the cloud, I mean, which cloud do you use? For us, we're cloud agnostic, so we can use Azure or AWS or, or Google Cloud, it doesn't matter. So we align with the customer. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. Like they have the mm -hmm. same, they offer the same service, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a which choice you prefer with the customer. Mm. We use um, native mobile on both iOS and Android, and we use React for, uh, for the web platform. Mm. The choice here could be uh, a hybrid platform, but we choose not to because we know from experience that building it from custom made without a hybrid platform is in the long run better, not only for performance, but for control. Mm. So it's custom made uh, on uh, native uh, mobile and React. Cool. Yes. It sounds like music to my ears when you say that you have actually invested in the user interface for, for the customer that you're building it for. Like how many people, me included, I think everyone here has experienced a horrible user interface at some point, and particularly like it is with this uh, system that it's uh, uh, an internal system you don't you don't even show it to your to your actual customers i mean the, the the people who buy the tickets on the train won't see the interface but you still see the value in making it so good and streamlined for the users anyway so i love that uh, that you're emphasizing that okay let's go in more to machine learning how, how did you implement that in your platform and um, did you build your own like algorithm or can you use something out of the box uh, when you assemble the, the whole solution? I don't want to disappoint you, but we didn't use it. No, we did. But we'd had a, <laughs> a three-step process instead. Mm. So 
one of the pitfalls of using machine learning is to invest heavily in the beginning because you, you don't really know what you want to build and you don't understand the data. Maybe you haven't even collected the data. So we started with step one, just having uh, threshold values. And if you're a developer, that's just an if statement. If above this, then it's, it's probably broken or will break. So that was step, step number one. And it's, um, it's good for two reasons. First of all, you get business value uh, from day one, like having a few st if statements. Mm. It's pretty easy. And you can actually say like, this is, you know, 30% probability is going to break. Mm. And that's good. But it also gives you time to understand the data because we're collecting data and you think that a, a train switch is easy to understand. It's not. So you need time to understand the data, understand anomalies and... Mm. So that was the first step, if statement. Um, and then we went to more statistical analysis. That's step number two, still not machine learning, but just looking at bigger data sets, uh, making uh, drawing conclusions based on that. That was step number two. Uh, again, it's better than just if statement. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty good, actually. I would say that a lot of people actually confuse data analysis with machine learning. Yes, yes. Um, for sure. But that was the second step. And then the third step was actually building machine learning. Once we get to understand the data and we, were know, we knew what we were looking for, then we can build machine learning. And that was, mm. pretty, uh, that was pretty good. We've been struggling not only in this project, but in general. Like, it's so easy to think you're going to build your own algorithm. I don't think you should. I no. mean, there's plenty of them out there, uh, pre-trained. Mm. So it, I guess it depends. We've had different takes on this. My recommendation would be to use something that's already existing. I mean, that mm. could be an API, open API that you can use. Yeah. Maybe you don't even have to learn, like use machine learning yourself. Mm. Worst case, you have to build your own algorithm, but that's really hard to get mm. that right and you know, make it good. So some kind of hybrid version. We try them all. Um, mm. Depends on the case. From my understanding, my basic understanding, I would say that uh, the difference between like uh, statist just statistical analysis in general and machine learning is that it improves over time. Like it can learn itself and correct itself, and you know the probability of the of the failure for the train is uh, it's like more and more spot on the more time and the more data you gather. Like, would you agree with that definition, or like how would what is the difference between just data statistics or statistical analysis and machine learning? Machine learning long term can improve for sure. Probably going to reach a point where it's not going to improve anymore, not significantly. Mm. And then you have to have another approach, have another algorithm. Um, but then the difference, yes, if you just use data analytics, then you're limited to what you have right now. Mm. And drawing conclusions long term from data by yourself is really hard. It's good enough in most cases. So it, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. But machine learning, if you want to do something long-term and you want improvements, yes. It feels like a lot of people maybe say that they are using machine learning when they are not. It's a buzzword, it's a marketing aspect as well. But why do you think that, the, the, that it is actually not used in uh, like that much uh, in, in industry or in commercial products as well like why haven't companies like been able to to start using machine learning for real it's complicated yeah i mean it's really hard <laughs> um just collecting the data understanding the data and cleaning the data is hard it's tedious um boring yes it's really boring <laughs> but also just we have dialogues with other companies and they usually say we have so much data we don't really know where it is uh <laughs> it's unstructured <laughs> and it's like, it's in a database, uh, an Excel spreadsheet and in email. Like, yeah. what are we going to do with it? Yeah. Um, and 
maybe there is another aspect as well, and that's the a lot of people are pretty happy with where they are, and maybe the need for machine learning that's, that's so complicated and could mm. be costly is uh, unnecessary. Maybe exaggerated as well. Yes, mm. but looking at, I think going forward, and we can already already see this trend is that some of the big players like Microsoft, Google, mm. they provide us with APIs that we can use. Mm. Like you wouldn't build your own. Someone made pitch that, but image recognition, mm. um, like just for detecting people in an image because mm. it's already been built. Yeah. So we're using APIs uh, and the company providing the APIs, they've been building machine learning, but we just use it. Yeah. So I see a trend going like big companies that can invest will build and, and charge for using the API. I mm. think it's fair enough. Mm. And you can build a lot of things just using APIs and mm. you can still say using machine learning, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're buying the service from yes. someone else is still yes. machine learning, even if you haven't built it yourself. So yeah. you get you get the marketing points, right? Exactly, yes. <laughs> okay, we talked a little bit about the, the challenges, uh, but uh, in particular, when you built this platform for Allstunden, what was the, the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome, and particularly in order to get the machine learning algorithm working? <laughs> It always starts with people, right? Uh, we're not going to discuss people, but it always starts with people understanding like who we are. It also starts with uh, the actual domain we're working in. I mean, we're experts in, in digital domain, but we're working in the train industry. So just mm. understanding that is a, it's a huge problem. So it mm. takes time. Uh, but then looking at machine learning, yes, just collecting data. Mm. Again, it's easy to think that collecting data from a train switch is easy, but it's it's not. Then you have to you store it in the cloud, you have to structure it somehow, then you have to clean it. Again, cleaning data is not fun. Mm. And then we get rewarded by using analysis or, or machine learning. But it's that's also pretty hard. Like it's not like we can just we can't just apply an algorithm and get great results. Mm. So we, we have a hypothesis that we try out and we're really excited, and the outcome can be nothing. And then we have to try it again and try it again. So uh, collecting data, cleaning the data. I mean, it's uh, the usual suspects, I would say. Uh, mm. And then applying machine learning. It's always a problem. And then people. <laughs> a lot of problems. Yes. What you're trying to do when you have a machine learning algorithm uh, trying to predict the maintenance need of the train tract uh, is basically like you want to foresee if there's going to be any problem in the future, right? Yes. But what about the more like not so easy predictable problems like I don't know weather that can be pretty you know change very rapidly or or the human factor or, or anything anything against uh, along those lines. How do you do you take that into account in your algorithm? We do. Um, if there's data, we can always enrich the existing data. So luckily, we don't have to anticipate the weather because there are services doing that. So what we did, we used, uh, to begin with, SMOE ah. and uh, used the data they're providing. And we enriched the existing uh, IoT sensor data with the weather data, mm. making the predictions even better. Mm. So as long as there's, an, uh, say, an API providing us with data, we can always take that into account. Mm. But there's a lot of things we can't take into account, like people running on the train track. There's no way you can predict that. No. There's probably like traffic accidents, stuff like that, that there's no way we can predict. So you cannot hold me accountable for all the delays in the future. Uh, no. We can improve it for sure. Mm. But data is always good. Good data is always good. I mean, the usual suspects, like yeah, like you said, the train switch, like mm. that's a common, you always see that on the little screens, right? When you're like, 
delayed due to train switch in uh, like, I don't know, Örebro or something. And you're like, these damn train switches. <laughs> yes, so we have to fix them. But then when you hear about like, oh no, a train fell on the tracks. Like, oh, okay, that I can be more, I'm not so angry about that delayed. Like, I understand it, but that those train switches. If we talk about maintenance platforms such as these, like what do you see the future being now that it, it has been tested a little bit at least? I mean, it's live. What is the future you, you see ahead of you? In general, platforms like this, I think they will um, maybe not explode, but more platforms, platforms like this will be built in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, the train industry is one thing. Uh, looking at the construction industry, that's another thing we can probably uh, improve. Um, The car industry is another thing. I mean, there's um, maybe it will take time, but I see that we there's a lot of industries that we can still maybe not revolutionize, but improve for sure mm. and bring business value. Mm. If you're interested, I mean, if you're if you're here and you're interested in a career in in, in machine learning or data science, mm. then I would absolutely pursue it. We've been talking about machine learning for so long, yeah. so some people <laughs> might have confused um, being confused, thinking that we're already done, mm. but we're just in the beginning. But I think we're going to see a shift, more APIs being provided, for sure. Mm. We're going to find different models. Uh, we already see these uh, pre-trained models or semi-pre-trained models, hopefully making it easier. Mm. Kind mm. of standardized uh, yes. the industry of yes. machine learning. Yes. Yeah, and like every, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you exactly. try to do something. Yes. You can. Uh, it's okay to implement with a with an API, like. <laughs> yes, it should <laughs> Use, be. Yeah. So maybe 1% of us will be building uh, algorithm, and the rest of the 99% will actually use the, the APIs instead. Mm. Um, that's not unthinkable. Unless you're a huge mega corporation, you probably want to build your own thing. But you know, mm. for most of us, that's not realistic. Yeah. What kind of um, applications do you see of uh, machine learning in general? I mean, this predicting maintenance is, is one, which is, which is great. Uh, what others do you see out there? Another huge problem that's not even remotely related to train is um, social media. Oh. And I mean, this is a long shot, but we have a huge problem and it's just, it's just going to grow with the um, harassment and abuse mm. uh, online. And I don't think there's going to be like a, a committee of people sitting deciding we need to automate and pick, pick uh, suspected uh, behavior. I mean, like Facebook. Trolls or... Yes, exactly. But uh, any type of harassment. But that's very different from train tracks. But it's still a very good use case because we need to fix it mm. going forward. Uh, it's just going to explode. Like affecting the election, for example, with the trolls and mm. the, and also you know pers private individuals, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, so. Okay, interesting use case. I haven't thought about that one. What more do we do we see out there for machine learning? I mean, we built different cases from uh, just. Um, scanning a lot of text. So we have another case mm -hmm. that's uh, public. It's for um, Alpha Laval, where they have a request for information. So someone sends uh, an RFQ to uh, Alpha Laval, and that can be 10,000 pages. Mm. And there is a department scanning the page and look, pages looking for relevant information, because maybe just 50 pages are relevant to them. Oh. And that's another case we can just quickly um, sift through the, the text mm. and highlight what's relevant, but also give suggestions on how to respond. Mm. So the RFQ process can be automated, mm. maybe not entirely, but a lot of it. So a lot of text. Images is something we've come a long way. I, don't, I mean, we're going to improve yeah. on everything related to images, but so that's not really interesting. Uh, mm. But text for sure. 
construction, um, the entire retail. There's a lot of things we can do there. Mm. And we've come a long way. Mm. So maybe there is a surprise industry uh, around the corner. Um, <laughs> education, maybe, mm-hmm. for tailoring the the learning path. Mm. That would be one thing. So uh, we can see that it's usually pretty static. Like everyone mm. learns the same thing. But if you're talented, uh, then you should have another learning learning path mm-hmm. for sure. And yep. that's something that we can fix with machine learning. Yeah, like identify and also provide maybe. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I'm so inspired. That's uh, really awesome. But what do you say to the people? I mean, there are a lot of people out there, maybe not engineers, but I know in the media at least, there's a picture that uh, like the machines are going to steal our jobs, you know, <laughs> and the machine learning is the root of all evil. Like, what do you say to them? I mean, that's the same thing we said in the 70s with the PC, like they're going to take <laughs> over. And the opposite is true. Like, we've never had more jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, in this domain. So I think there's going to be other things, like, again, harassment, mm. um, maybe social isolation. I mean, that's that's not what we're discussing in, 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 in the public. Mm. But I think there is a, there's downside for sure. Uh, mm. It's not what we're uh, expressing in the newspaper. Mm. So... Um, It's really hard to say. We usually screw things up in the beginning, but then we fix it. <laughs> so we'll see, see where we land. Mm. But I also feel like, you know, these boring tasks that, you know, collecting a lot of data and analyzing a lot of data. I mean, like, like these, these repetitive tasks, like those we can give to the computers, then the people can have more fulfilling jobs, right? Yes. Isn't that what we are doing, like, all the time throughout the, throughout the industrial revolution and up until now we are automating yes. and there's still jobs right exactly so um, <laughs> that's for sure the, the future um, maybe that's a case for machine learning but also for like why are we not using chatbots more the what? Should, a chatbot we should have ah. a chatbot at our desk yeah. and why are we still writing emails why yeah. are we still doing the manual tasks like mm. Is there anyone emails. who ever enjoyed clicking on like book a meeting and then setting up the details? <laughs> it's a one sentence task. Mm. And that sometimes I just skip booking a meeting because it's so boring. Yeah. And it's it's really just one sentence to get that working. So yeah. uh, that should come pretty soon. Yeah, I saw like, uh, it was so funny. People like, uh, like everybody's just out there sending email to each other. Like, what are we even doing like, when we're working? I, mean, I feel that as well. Like there's, there's so much emailing meetings like ah, i want to when i actually feel like i produce something that's where i'm the most valuable all this other stuff like 80 70 percent of the time i just want to give to a computer to do for me exactly oh that's a dream world for me uh, to be able to focus on what like i am uniquely good at okay uh, we need to we need to round off there but uh, we have uh, been super excited and we have been introduced to what you have been doing in one project uh, with the Alstom, the, um, the machine learning algorithm for the train maintenance platform. But tell me also what uh, what roles do you have available at the Devil Team and where are they located for anyone who is interested now that we have everyone's attention? <laughs> uh, all around uh, the world, I, w- I was going to say, but in Europe, but in specifically in Sweden, we're in Stockholm, uh, Halmstad and Malmö. And we have a um, we build custom-made solutions. So if you can't buy it off the shelf, we build it. Mm. Uh, like this machine learning project, um, um, front end, back end, cloud, uh, machine learning, a lot of design, service design. So anything from some design to to back end, um, React, um, mobile, of course. Mm. So that's where we are. Um, the whole ecosystem. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
I love it. Interesting. Okay, so thank, thank you, so, you so, much. so much for this interview. We learned a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Tack för att du har lyssnat. Gå in på ingenjörsdagen.se för att läsa mer om initiativet eller för att anmäla dig själv eller ditt företag till kommande träffar. Ingenjörsdagen är en del av Linti Group.